Welcome back, Everyday Business Leaders. We are excited for another segment here at JP the Geek Studio in Greenwood. Today, we are interviewing business leaders from all around our community that are inspiring us to grow and think differently. We have Ryan Henry from InspireSmall.biz. You may know him. He's got events going on every hour of the day. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know him, stay tuned. This segment's going to be for you. Howdy, Melanie. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. This really is. you got a cool studio here. (laughs) Thanks. It's great to have you here. You do a ton of stuff. And I thought, how do I not know who Ryan Henry is? I see you everywhere. When we started coming to your events, you do some amazing luncheons where you're helping business owners do really their elevator pitches. And so I just want to dive into who you are, who is Ryan Henry behind Ryan Henry, so that people can get to know you. Uh, This has been great for what you're doing for Indianapolis. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So you grew up in Chicago. Uh, Just outside (laughs) of Chicago in Hammond, Indiana. Um, And I came to Indianapolis in 2010, shortly after started my first business, once I realized that uh, the education that I attained was not where I wanted to spend the rest of my career. Um, and so it was an opportunity to do something I enjoy. I did home computer repair at the time, and it was a great way that people saw the value. They needed what I could do for them, and it didn't feel like work to me. So I, I really, truly enjoyed doing that, and it just built from there, serving a lot of the same people and learning about how do we continue to add additional value to them. So uh, I, I never see myself working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But what you did, you took what you love to do, and then you've just kind of figured out how to serve people. Yes. And so what, how did you learn how to bring people together? That's the magic that you have. And I think that's what people feel when they're around you is, hey, Ryan can connect you to everything that you may want to learn. Well, so I look for every opportunity of how do we add value? Um, because any event, whether it's networking, a workshop, a, a webinar, a get together, even dinner at a friend's house, there's a reason why people come. And so everything that we do is trying to figure out how do we make sure that no matter who you are, how long that you've been in business, or even who who the people are that you serve, how are we going to make sure that you walk out of the doors of that event feeling like you not only spent your time in a positive way, but you gained some kind of value that's going to help you be a better business owner and just overall succeed in, in whatever way that means to you. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of strategy behind that, right? When we say, how can you serve business owners? Well, from startups <laughs> to yeah. somebody that's been flourishing, you talk about small business, but small business can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So it can be your own business or it can be you have a team of people or you're just starting that. And the journey I think that I have connected to people that you have your events and we've participated and it's amazing to think about like, hey, I do need that service. I do need help with that or they need my help. And so just connecting, I think the luncheons that you've had on Fridays, Uh, It's the second Friday, right? The second Friday of every month. Yes, it is. And so go to indianasmall.biz right now. Oh, inspiresmall.biz. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's okay. It happens. Cut, cut, cut. Inspiresmall.biz. Yes. Inspiresmall.biz. Go there right now and check. You have 
Spark Talks that you st- started again. Yes. You, I mean, there's so much stuff that I can't even remember it. And I know <laughs> I would have a list, but still, you offer so many things on the calendar for people to get involved. And if they're not involved, they're missing out. Yes. Because you really have kind of set that pace for what does a community need? If you're really trying to thrive in business, there may be something that you don't know that you need. Yeah. You're going to meet that perfect person. Especially since most new small business owners look at, this is what I love to do. And the customers that I serve need it and are happy to pay whatever I'm, whatever that person charges for it. But there's this much skill that's required to be a successful business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like myself, when I first started, I, I just ran away with my passion and did what I enjoyed. But there were so many other things I quickly learned that were necessary t- to be able to keep that business on the same track. Otherwise, I would fall into, it's busy, but I'm not looking for new prospects. Well, when that work's done, there's no cash flow. Or when it's time to do taxes, well, throughout the year, I could have been strategically growing my business and reinvesting in it. So those are things that people don't realize when they get started, that it's not just the providing what you love to do. There's a lot of back office administration stuff. There's marketing. Uh, there's just a lot of other things that need to be known. Mm-hmm. It's working hard and working smart. Yes. There's so much great conversation about that right now. I think on LinkedIn, I've seen everybody talking about it's getting ready to be the fourth quarter. So how are Mm -hmm. you working a lot smarter these days? Because after COVID, like what have you seen that's changed? Did you ever close down, go virtual completely? Or were you always meeting through COVID with your groups? Well, so pre-COVID in in the beginning of March, 2020, we had nine in-person networking groups that were active in the indie area. Plus we had just launched a magazine. Um, The magazine went over well. We had 10,000 copies. Uh, We used printing partners on 16th street in Indianapolis. Uh, But just as we were getting ready to submit issue two was the same day that uh, the stay at home was announced. And our deadline to submit issue number two to the printer was that afternoon. Uh, So after after the stay-at-home was announced, I had to call printing partners and tell them, I'm sorry, our magazine can't be produced because without businesses open, we have no distribution network. Our second series of phone calls was to all of our advertisers get their money back in their pockets because if we can't produce a magazine, we had no business keeping that revenue. Uh, and what we did, we took the rest of that week off to kind of brainstorm where we were going to go, and we were back the following Monday on Zoom. We consolidated nine groups down into two because all of a sudden our Greenwood friends and our Carmel friends could get to know each other, and there was no commute necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think COVID, while it was a terrible thing that happened, uh, especially to disrupting everyone's business and everyone's daily life. It was an opportunity to look at, we have all of this technology at our disposal. How can we use that to keep going? And we were very fortunate that we adopted it quickly. Uh, That also gave us the opportunity to start reaching out to people outside of the state. Uh, Since we're on Zoom, it doesn't matter if you're in Greenwood, Carmel, Northwest Indiana. Spain. Yeah, Spain. (laughs) Uh, We actually did have somebody from Africa join our meetings a few times. And so all of a sudden, what was just central Indiana kind of became a global community of people that had similar challenges. Even though we're all in different industries, we have different business structures, it boils down at the end of the day that we're all people that love what we do and we want to continue providing that to our customers and those events were an opportunity to find out how can you continue doing that and improve each step Mm -hmm. and i think that's amazing 
I want to talk to you about the mindset. Like you, you just don't learn this in business school. You have to get this just organically from a mentor or someone that you've watched in your life. So who was that for you? Who developed that mindset? Um, I have several people throughout my lifetime. Um, there are countless teachers that I had going through uh, elementary, middle, and high school. Uh, some of them that I'm still in contact with to this day. Uh, some of them sadly have passed away. Uh, but just also any opportunity that I get to sit down with somebody who has already done it. They've built their business or they were successful in a corporate role. But everybody has something that they could share knowledge-wise. And it doesn't have to come from someone who does the same thing as you. Uh, I'll give you a great example here in the Indy area, uh, Mike Crumbo, who was a SCORE mentor here in Greenwood, was one of the first people I met networking. And really great guy, um, also involved with Rotary, uh, which I am as well. And uh, so I just got great opportunities to sit down with him and talk about what am I doing and hear his feedback about what we should be doing differently. The first workshop that I ever hosted, uh, he and his wife were the only participants in that <laughs> workshop. So it was just the three of us sitting there. We were talking about Windows 10, which had just recently come out and uh we stayed in contact we still talk on the phone relatively frequently um, now since i've joined rotary as well there's a lot more for us to discuss there but i also really like sitting down with the people that i meet at networking events because even somebody who's just getting started has something in their life experience that they could share that's of that's of value to continuing to build what i do and maybe even make an introduction so I don't know a stranger. It just doesn't happen. Um, we could be standing in line at the grocery store and, you know, after that, we're lifetime friends. And I, I like taking that. A lot of that came from my grandfather growing up. Um, so he grew up in the Great Depression, joined the Army in World War II, but he never knew a stranger either. We could take a road trip to a place we had never been before, stop in a roadside diner, and all of a sudden he has like 10 new people in his Christmas card list. And, and I just, I love that and being able to, to talk to people and it doesn't even have to be about business yep that's the thing right yeah it doesn't have to be about business and that's the really the heart of connection yes when people know like and trust you you can really build connection and community yeah and i think that's the thing that i've watched about you just since i've known you a short time is how that magic happens it just happens organically yeah uh, i want to talk to you about the luncheons that i experienced first okay because when we came up to pinheads we were like, okay, how do we get in here? What's the process? Super simple check-in, you network, and then you've got it structured that everybody gets up for, what, 30 to 45 seconds? 45 seconds, 45 yeah. seconds. It's timed, which is fun. Yes. Fun for me because I'm a challenger. <laughs> like, can you do this? But you get to really give your elevator pitch. Yes. And so where did this idea start from? Because that's, like, if you can't tell you what your business does, in a very quick elevator pitch, up and down, 45 seconds. That's where the term came from, if people mm -hmm. don't realize that. But where did that idea kind of sprout from of, we can give business owners an opportunity to just get more confident in front of people and really start to hone their skills with communicating? I love it. 
So um, we inherited Business Spotlight from uh, Julie Pesic and Jeff Slane. They had hosted it for a number of years. There was a previous host before them. The event would frequently draw 30 to 50 people every month, and the introductions weren't timed. So the people that already had their elevator pitch nailed down came up. It was it was quick. It was rapid fire. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. Could you introduce me to this type of prospect? Mm-hmm. Great. But then we had some people that kind of meandered and gave us a, an extended monologue of something that never really strung together. Uh, so when we took over Business Spotlight for this year, uh, we thought it, with one, we had way more people register than we ever anticipated. So uh, when we approached Pinhead saying we'd like to continue there this year, we were expecting 30 to 50 as well. Our first event, we had 80 show up and a little over 90 registered. Mm -hmm. So we kind of quickly decided, all right, if we're going to get through everybody, we need to time it. And we settled on 45 seconds because 60 seconds is standard what we get in a network meeting to give the nuts and bolts of who we are and what we do. But 45 seconds is more of that challenge. You have to figure out how are you going to put your entire value proposition into that time. Plus, when that timer dings at 45 seconds, people clap, you're done. Mm-hmm. There is there is no extra time there. But as we see people come back month after month after month, they say, well, darn it, I didn't get this part into my pitch this time. So it leaves people the opportunity to make it better next month. But at 45 seconds, we're not going to lose focus on who's talking up there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other great thing about the event, we put everyone's name in a booklet who consents to it when they register. Um, so we give people the option at registration, may we share your information in the booklet. So that way, if there's somebody you hear that you're really interested in getting to know, you don't have to chase them down f- for a business card. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is look for their name in the list call them up or send them an email and say, I heard you at Business Spotlight, let's grab coffee. And we always make sure that the end of that event is intentional time to get connected. Um, Networking events, ours, anyone else's, don't work unless you're setting follow-up meetings. Uh, So I I think all of those things put together provides an event that everybody who walks in the door comes in, gets something of positive value so that they feel comfortable not only coming back, but sharing with the people they know about why they need to check this event out. Mm -hmm. So how do you prepare? And I know I want to talk to you about Rotary, but Mm -hmm. what would you say, you know, for somebody that's just starting networking? What are the things that they need to have, like three things on their checklist that they do every single time? before they go to an event? Uh, Well, first things first, before you even go to the event, if you are afraid or you have any kind of stage fright, just leave that where it sits and walk past it. Everyone in that room loves to talk and you're gonna feel quickly like you're in a room of peers that are genuinely interested in who you are, not just as a professional, but as a human being. But beyond that, start practicing your elevator pitch. This is your opportunity. You have to catch people's attention. So you need that big opening line of what is the overall value that you provide someone. Uh, Mine personally is I help business owners who describe their tech skills with loud four letter words. And that usually gets a laugh out of people. So now I 
I know I have their attention. Once you've given that overall value proposition, you drill down into a little more detail. Well, how does that work? Mm -hmm. Well, we provide that through our library of content where you can watch videos, read articles about how to start a business, and that I'm also available for one-to-one technology training. So you provide the how do I live up to that value proposition? And the last thing you should always close with is what's the next step? Do they call you? Do they email you? Do they visit your website? Never complete your elevator pitch without giving that next step because people don't know what to do if you don't tell them. Hi, this is Melanie Ake. When you visit everydayleaders.com, you'll find valuable resources to become a better leader in your life. Women's leadership programs, including Top Floor Women, our monthly networking events, corporate workshops, and strategic business coaching services. Discover classes and products to develop yourself, including our morning leadership devotionals. Don't forget, order one of my inspirational books, sign up for classes, or pick up some gear in the leader store. Listen to the Everyday Business Leaders podcast, apply to be a guest in our studio, or even sponsor your own commercial advertisement. Contact us today at everydayleaders.com. The call to action, it's a basic training, yet we forget, we all forget, right? Because we get so excited, like, oh, I finally got that out, or I'm confident enough to remember it all in front of a large group of people without a script, and yet... What was the call to action? Invite them. Invite them to go to your website. Invite them to email you. Invite them to call you. Invite them for coffee, whatever that is. Yes. It's a great tip and a great reminder, even for seasoned uh, network marketers. (laughs) And also to change it up occasionally because there's a core group of people who attend every event everywhere. That, that happens whether it's here in central Indiana or anywhere else in the country. Right? <laughs> yep. that, that's how they thrive. As mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, we don't have a water cooler to kind of grumble about what's bothering us. So networking events is what entrepreneurs get. That's our water cooler. Uh, so you have to put some variation into your pitch from time to time. Don't just set it up once and run with it for the next five or 10 years. Um, Also, if there's different things that are happening throughout the year, let's say, for example, uh, bookkeepers, tax preparers, because there's so much that goes on in that industry, put something that's relevant to your industry. Also, and Melanie, since you host a lot of events as well, it's an opportunity to share with people, here's what I have coming up. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about what do you provide as a service, but where's the next opportunity to get to shake hands and meet some new people? Right. That's what I love. And I think a lot of people forget that. So I'm glad that you said it, you know, it sometimes if you're taking action in your business and you're learning what works for you to share that because people do want to connect. We've been very successful connecting at your events with people. Um, Even (laughs) I'll give Cindy Gardner a great shout out, you know, high tire graphics. She is now part of what our, our little business is growing. And so she's helping us, but I actually went and met her at the first um, spotlight luncheon and she was a part of Aspire here in Greenwood, her company was. Mm-hmm. And yet she didn't really know what the benefits from Aspire were. And now she's coming to Top Floor Women, which is my monthly networking event for women, and growing her business on all sides of town. Yeah. So I think that's the thing. Like, it's just because it's in a certain area of town doesn't mean that that's only serving that population. 
very true. Right. And everybody knows someone. Right. So maybe, you know, let's say I'm not exactly going to fit the target demographic of top floor women. However, there are some great women entrepreneurs that I know and respect and would be happy to say, hey, you got to check out Melanie's event. Right. Well, they can speak, right? They can talk about their business. Yeah. Um, but all of us learn something from everybody. I think you've touched on that several times. And it is so true. If you're open to going and learning, and just connecting to people, we can all be resources. Absolutely. When you bring a great group of people together, the connections happen naturally. And um, uh, that was one of the things that when I first got started with networking, I, I didn't quite get because so many groups were about you have to bring X number of referrals to the table. And that means that you're forcing something. And that doesn't always end up quite as productive where if you invite all of the people that you know and respect into a room and they get to know each other, the referrals are going to happen naturally because they're like, wait, I know somebody who fits that. Right. Uh, networking is not about being able to sell your product or service directly to the other participants. It's about making sure that every single person that you have talked to at that event goes out a raving fan for your business. Mm -hmm. And it's a two-way street. You walk out a raving fan for the peers that you meet. They walk out a raving fan for you. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Um, I don't want us to forget about Rotary. You had the last event. And we attended it, and it was at the Indianapolis Marat. And, the Marat Shrine, yeah. And, yeah, and, and so we were in this room, and you highlighted the Rotary, and I thought it was a great combination of what you do and how you serve, and you've got some news to kind of share, right? You've just come back from an event, but yes. talking about the next step that you're taking in Rotary and service is huge for all the things that you've done. Yes. Um, so I joined Rotary in May of 2018 at the invitation of a client, um, and I got involved right away. Uh, Rotary is the world's oldest service organization uh, founded in 1905 in Chicago, Illinois. And it was a group of five professionals who, just like networking, they got together to have lunch with each other and, you know, kind of complain about the things that aren't working, share ideas with each other. But they got this idea that all of them together have the influence to make a deeper impact in their community. So Rotary provides service projects, the first one being in 1911, they built public bathrooms in downtown Chicago. Fast forward to today, we are a fellowship of 1.4 million worldwide, part of 34,000 clubs. Uh, here in the Indianapolis area, uh, in Marion County, we have six clubs. Greenwood, Indiana here has two. Um, you have a great Monday lunch meeting in Greenwood. There's also the Center Grove Rotary that meets Wednesday mornings. Uh, but so I, I got involved. I, I loved the mission. I loved the people I got to meet. So six months into Rotary, I was asked to be president of my club. <laughs> and uh, that term began in the middle of COVID. So through COVID, just like with Inspire Small Biz, we took things online. But the opportunities for us to get together face-to-face, -face, uh, we went out and we worked at food pantries. Uh, we gave financial support to other programs in our community. After my term as president was over, I was nominated to serve as district governor. Um, the first year I was nominated, I did not get it. Uh, a gentleman that I actually lived in a similar-ish area, we were just across the Little Calumet River 
river from each other. Uh, he lived in Highland, Indiana. Growing up, I lived in Hammond. Uh, so he'll serve the year before me. Um, I was elected this year to actually serve. So my term will begin July 1st, 2025. And uh, this past week, I was in Memphis, Tennessee for that first wave of training. And so it was a great opportunity to meet Rotarians from, I believe we had 19 states there. Yeah. Uh, so it was a week-long experience. It was a lot of training about what to do in my upcoming role, as well as get to know my peers who will serve the same term in their own district as well. Um, but it was, a, it was a really great experience. We learned so many great things about not only how to be stronger leaders, but to make sure that we're a welcoming community. Uh, Rotary gets a, a little bit of a bad reputation as being an old gentleman's club. And um, I'll admit right here and now, until the 1980s, that was true. Mm -hmm. uh, women have been a welcome part of Rotary since 1987. Uh, internationally, we had our, our first Rotary International president was a woman this past year, and her term has just concluded. The next Rotary year, we'll have our second woman president ever. And uh, so we've made a lot of progress in being able to welcome everyone who wants to come in the door. And anyone who has a desire to serve their community to help improve the place that they live is a welcome participant. That's so awesome. See? <laughs> Amazing, right? I, uh, I love this conversation because there's so much, I think, you know, the word inspire, first of all, it just makes you feel differently. You mm -hmm. think no matter what your experience has been, when you think about the word inspire, it's to create new. It's mm -hmm. to connect. It's to get those neuro pathways saying, what is it that we can do that it's, it's possible? Yeah. What's the possibilities? So, so thinking about all the things that you've done, you're having these sparks talks and, and talk to us a little bit about that. I know the structure of it is you bring in certain speakers, but, and you welcome it with a, a, a dinner mm -hmm. um, connection. And then you have certain speakers on, on certain topics and, uh, and that's great. So how often does that happen? Uh, so that's once a month. Um, we actually acquired Sparks from Chris Reed earlier this year. Um, he had a very successful uh, event and endeavor going pre-COVID. And because of the nature of that event, it didn't translate as well online. So it, it went defunct. Uh, Chris and I connected last year uh, originally for him to sponsor the events that we do. Uh, and after seeing the first couple of things that we were able to do with him as a sponsor, our conversation moved to, hey, I would really love to see these events come back, but I don't have the time to do them. So we came up with a deal where we purchased Sparks from him. Uh, and so we hosted our first After Hours event in September. Um, each month, Sparks After Hours is three speakers. They cannot talk about their business. They can talk about what their profession is, but the goal of those talks is to share a story. Who are you as a human being? What are the experiences that you've had? And so we base those speakers around one central topic. In September, we did comebacks because after a three-year hiatus, <laughs> we thought comebacks was the best way to, you know, really kind of, you know, announce that here we are, we're going to make this happen again. Um, our next event coming up in October here on the 11th, all three of our speakers are going to talk about fear. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a one word theme every month because that gives each speaker an opportunity to interpret it as they see fit. Mm -hmm. um, 
we like to give them freedom to talk about however that theme fits with them. And so uh, our speakers this month are... Uh, Arik Harris, who owns 4621 Creative, Amy Wanninger, mm -hmm. Lead at Any Level, mm -hmm. and uh, Amy Shankland with Green Avenue. Mm -hmm. So three incredible speakers that are going to line up. And just like with Business Spotlight, these presentations are timed. So we have a three-minute speaker, a five-minute speaker, and a 10-minute speaker. And just like Business Spotlight, when that clock hits zero, people clap and your presentation has concluded. It is such a great practice a great message it's great connection great community i applaud you for all the things that you are doing it's like ryan henry is everywhere <laughs> doing so many things but you're serving you know you're serving and so we appreciate you so much in well, the community you. what's your vision what's next what are you missing what are you looking for how can people serve you to help you build the dream that you see um so when when my wife and i started this business it was with the idea that Everybody has a skill that they love that someone else is willing to pay for. And so our vision is to be able to help as many people as possible take that passion and turn it into not just a job that pays your bills, but an opportunity to build your legacy. Mm. So maybe that's having your children come into the business with you one day. Maybe it's selling the business when you're ready to retire and have something comfortable to live on. But I, I see an economy that when all of us realize that we can take our skills and provide them directly to our clients, we're not only providing a better solution for each of our customers or each of our clients, but we're also building a stronger economy in general. There is less vacant property when businesses grow and they need more space. There's more money that's staying in that community because when you patronize the small businesses mm -hmm. in the area, that money's going to pay book rental for their children to stay in school, sports uniforms when they play. They're spending that money at local restaurants in your community. They're shopping at our grocery store versus when you spend money at a, at a big box or a larger corporation, that money doesn't always stay here. And that's what communities need is they need as many of those dollars that are being spent as possible staying right in the community where they are. Mm, so important. We have heard this so many times from business leaders. How do we think about, right? And it's getting involved with taking that action. Yeah. And so I really want to encourage people that are listening to this to, A, Connect to the things that we're doing because we have connected for a lot of reasons yes. <laughs> to try to support people's dreams and people's ideas, but the vision that our community can be stronger together. Yes, it can. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Melanie. Thank you very much for coming, just spending some time with us here in the studio. And um, if there's anything at all that you need, please be a friend of the show and come back. I certainly will. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, that's it for today. That's the segment that we have with Ryan Henry. Now, remember, inspiresmall.biz. It's really hard for me to say. Inspiresmall.biz. Go there right now. Check out all the events. I'll be there. I'm going to bring a friend in October because October 11th, you actually gave us a free ticket. I sure did, yes. To bring another guest. So I'm bringing Sherry Sullivan that is with First Community Mortgage. She's coming and joining me on October 11th. So fantastic. Super excited. Um, please keep us updated. Share all the things that you're doing. If you're a business owner, you need to be connected to Ryan because things are happening. So thank awesome. you so much. Well, thank you, Melanie. Yeah. All right. 
everyday business leaders, come in the studio, join us, be a fan of inspiresmall.biz. And remember to follow the Everyday Business Leaders programming. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.